Arawak men and women came out of their villages onto the beaches. Full of wonder, they swam out to get a closer look at the strange big boat. When Christopher Columbus and his soldiers came ashore, carrying swords, the Arawaks ran to greet them. Columbus later wrote about the Indians in his ship's log. They brought us parrots and balls of cotton and spears and many other things which they exchanged for the glass beads and hawksbells. They willingly traded everything they owned. They were well built with good bodies and handsome features. They do not bear arms and do not know them, for I showed them a sword. They took it by the edge and cut themselves out of ignorance. They had no iron. Their spears are made of cane. They would make fine servants. With fifty men we could subjugate, overpower them, and make them do whatever we want. The Arawaks lived in the Bahama Islands. Like Indians on the American mainland, they believed in hospitality and in sharing. But Columbus, the first messenger to the Americas from the civilization of Western Europe, was hungry for money. As soon as he arrived in the islands, he seized some Arawaks by force so that he could get information from them. The information that Columbus wanted was this, where is the gold? Columbus had talked the king and queen of Spain into paying for his expedition. Like other European states, Spain wanted gold. There was gold in the Indies, as the people of Europe called India and southeastern Asia. The Indies had other valuable goods too, such as silks and spices. But traveling by land from Europe to Asia was a long and dangerous journey. So the nations of Europe were searching for a way to reach the Indies by sea. Spain decided to gamble on Columbus. In return for bringing back gold and spices, Columbus would get ten percent of the profits. He would be made governor of any newly discovered lands, and he would win the title Admiral of the Ocean Sea. He set out with three ships, hoping to become the first European to reach Asia by sailing across the Atlantic Ocean. Like other informed people of his time, Columbus knew that the world was round. This meant that he could sail west from Europe to reach the east. The world Columbus imagined, however, was small. He would never have made it to Asia, which was thousands of miles farther away than he thought. But he was lucky. One-fourth of the way there he came upon an unknown land between Europe and Asia. Thirty-three days after leaving waters known to Europeans, Columbus and his men saw branches floating in the water and flocks of birds in the air. These were signs of land. Then, on October 12, 1492, a sailor called Rodrigo saw the moon shining on white sands and cried out. It was an island in the Bahamas, in the Caribbean Sea. The first man to sight land was supposed to get a large reward, but Rodrigo never got it. Columbus claimed that he had seen a light the evening before. He got the reward. Child Sailors Like most historians, I write about Columbus and his men, but many of those who sailed with Columbus in 1492 on the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria were children.
One of those children was 12-year-old Diego Bermudez, a page who sailed with Columbus on the Santa Maria. Of the ninety sailors who sailed on the three ships, nearly twenty were boys. The children who sailed with Columbus worked in their bare feet, took showers by dumping buckets of seawater over their heads, and used a toilet that stuck out from the ship's decks over the sea. And even the youngest boys drank strong white wine with their food. Older boys, called creados, assisted ship's officers or apprenticed as grommets, climbing ropes high above to trim the sails. Grommets became expert at tying different kinds of knots. They hung lengths of rope from their belts and carried knives at all times to help them in their work.